Gamecock Nation. Welcome to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. I'm your host, James Beal, class of 2018, former student manager, and there's nothing I love more than talking some Gamecock football. Let's go. Welcome back to the Cocky on Saturday podcast, and oh man, Gamecocks are now 2-6 and six going into this four-game home stretch. You guys have heard about it all year, final four games at home all throughout November, and unfortunately, back in August, I put out a tweet of a scenario where the Gamecocks are fighting for bowl eligibility against Clemson. That's exactly what we're looking at if we do win these first three games. We will be 5-6 and six headed into that Clemson game with a bowl game on the line. Clemson might be in the same spot. Clemson's sitting at 4-4 four and four right now. They still have to play UNC, still have Notre Dame as well, so they are going to be right on the fringe of bowl eligibility as well. But I'll tell you, that A&M game was tough. It, we kind of expected to lose your on-the-road, tough environment. A&M is a better team this season but we missed so many opportunities. If you watch that game, there was a chance to win, but none of those things that need to happen actually happen. On the road, you need turnovers or you need a big special teams play. And we were close. We almost blocked that punt. We had a guy right there. We had a couple balls thrown that our defenders dropped. You know, you get one of those turnovers, one of those momentum-changing plays, that game looks entirely different. You can also point to the missed pass interference on Nick Harbour as we're driving, ended up had to settle for a field goal. Or that fourth and one play. Spencer gets a snap, we probably convert that one. Those are just gut-wrenching plays that change the tide of the entire game. I'm not going to harp on this one too long. I, I will say, defense played very solid. No turnovers, but we got to the quarterback three times in the first quarter. Defensive line looked very much improved. I like the changes I saw. It looked like we were getting our three top D tackles out on the field together more often versus playing traditional edge rushers, and that seemed to help. You know, Debo Williams had a great game. He's a bona fide starting linebacker in the SEC. He's the next one in this great line that we've had of Sky Moore, Holloman, Ernest Jones. Debo is that next guy. Nick E, Kilgore, they had big pass breakups in that one. So our young guys were definitely getting involved and making some plays on the defensive side of the ball. You know, and then on offense, I mean, Harbor looked great. Six catches for 59 yards. Great to see him more involved. He is the wide receiver number two right now. Leggett still looked a little bit banged up, so... Harbor had to step up, and he did. Mario had 16 carries, not quite the 17 we were asking for, but put up 72 yards on the day. And the biggest downside for the offense was Rattler's three intentional groundings there in the first half. I think that broke a record for sure. And there is starting to be a trend. Rattler is not as good on the road as he is at home. What good news is for the Gamecocks, even though it's a must-win scenario, and that's bad news right there, Rattler is better at home. So if you don't think the home field and the crowd makes a difference, you're just wrong. The numbers are right there. 
this is a huge advantage for us. Sure, we don't want to be in a situation where we have to go 4-0 to end the season, but that is where we stand today. And it, I'm telling you, it's completely possible. This team has shown enough promise to get it done. We can beat Jacksonville State. We can beat Vanderbilt. We should beat those two teams. And then we can beat Kentucky. Kentucky started the year great, but they play nobody. As soon as they played SEC competition, they've been exposed. And we have them at home. DeRude's going to be there. And then bowl game on the line against Clemson. That's what the rest of the season looks like. Telling you right now, if we play Clemson to go to a bowl game, there is zero chance we drop that. And I know this team has not given us much to have hope in, but I'm telling you right now, Beamer's not going to drop that ball game. So we had to win those first three and then take that momentum into Clemson. The biggest concern for the rest of the season here, and it's kind of coming from this Texas A&M game, is special teams lost us that football game. Just be honest. I Our special teams is supposed to be one of the best in the country, if not the best. And it really was last year. Our special teams won us the game against Clemson. But we have to turn it around. I mean, there's three times we gave Texas A&M a short field where our punter could have pinned them or switched field position. Kai Kroger did not do that. Something's obviously going on there. Maybe he's just in his own head. He has the talent. He has the ability. It has to change. And then last year, anytime it seemed like we were close to blocking a punt, we got it. What's up this year? There was the one where Joshua Simon's right on top of the punter, but there was two others where we had guys close and they failed to lay out. I know you're trying to avoid the penalty, but with as much emphasis that we put on special teams, we should be trained for those situations to know how to avoid a penalty, but still give yourself a great opportunity to block that kick. I don't know, y'all. Something has to change there. I have faith that it will, but the special teams has to be better if you're going to win these next four. And we'll jump into our Jacksonville State preview a little bit more on Friday here this week. So we'll be back with y'all in a couple days. And that's really all I have to say on that A&M game. I'm not going to harp on it too much. We did not go into that one expecting to win it. It still stings just as much. But we need to focus on the future. No reason to resonate in the past. Move forward. And honestly, DK Joyner in the press conference the other day had a great sentiment about that. He said, I'm telling our guys, you got to find joy because guess what? The season's not over. You go 4-0 to end the year, you end it on a high note. And then, hey, you get a bowl game, that's a seven-win football team. It's not that far-fetched to think that we could finish the year that way. And I, I hate to talk negative about people and not normally using this platform to do so, but I have to call out... That podcast, I'm not even going to name names. You guys know who I'm talking about. That Gamecock podcast that nobody's a huge fan of. Not even sure where the following comes from because every Gamecock fan I talk to, everybody I interact with on Twitter or Instagram is not a fan. He had the nerve to take that DK Joiner tweet, quote tweet it, and say, there's no joy when you're losing football. And shout out to DK. I love that man. Nobody's given more to the program than DK Joiner just replied and said, STFU. I don't curse here on the podcast. You guys can interpret that for yourselves. But DK, I know it's far-fetched that you're listening to this, but that individual does not represent this fan base. We might be hurt. 
Might not be the most fun of years, but we love our Gamecocks. We love this team. We are always going to go out and support this group and this program. Thank you to everything you do. You are a perfect example of what it means to be a South Carolina Gamecock. That's going to wrap it for us here today. Y'all, let's go on a ride. 4-0, that's what we need to do. I'll be breaking it down more on Friday what we need to do against Jacksonville State to prove we are the best Gamecocks out there. I'll see y'all then. Have a good rest of your week. And until then, go Cox!